Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man. It's exciting. We're not the only ones here this week, which We're is not. very exciting. Um, as you will see from the, the title of this episode, we do have a very special guest this week, someone who we've talked about a lot to say the least on this show and um, it's great to finally have him here to talk with us. Um, please welcome to the show Mr. Richard Brake. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks guys for having me on. No problem. No problem at all. Like I say, it's, a, it's obviously great to have you on the show and n- there's no better time than right now, obviously. Um, very exciting times uh, for yeah. yourself. Um, obviously Good for us. Yes, very exciting <laughs> for us. <laughs> We've finally yeah. seen it. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously we're, we're going to be talking about Free From Hell a lot. And, and of course, the, you've had an incredible career. There's so much to talk about. We'll try and cover as much as we can today. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk really with what just happened. The US premiere, obviously, um, you were out there yeah. um, and you yeah. got to see obviously the cast and the crew, I'm assuming for the first time since you shot the movie. Uh, tell us about how, how was the premiere, first of all? Um, yeah, it was great. I hadn't seen the film either. So, um, oh, wow. and I was, yeah. Yeah, it's not easy doing interviews without seeing the film. I did about <laughs> 40 press interviews on the phone uh, a couple weeks Amazing. before. And um, they had all seen the film because it was screener sent out. So I was sort of answering questions blindly, pretending like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it was great. To, it was great to finally see it. Um, obviously, it was, it was lovely to see Rob again and, and, and all the and all the cast, Jeff Daniel Phillips in particular, is a really close friend of mine. So, yeah, I, I stay in touch with him pretty regularly. But um, it was great to see everybody again. We had a really nice night. And uh, and I loved the film, which was, you know, I think the, the highlight of all of it. Because you, you never know. I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be um, bad. <laughs> I, <kind laughs> of, I knew when we filmed it, we were making something special. Is so, it always a concern until you see it on the big screen? Not, though, kind re- of not with Rob, out. to be honest <laughs> with you. It is, mm-hmm. um, it definitely is in, in, uh, in, you know, I've had that in the past. I've had films that I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, it didn't really work. And then I've had <laughs> other things that I thought, oh, this isn't going to work. And then when, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, it's actually pretty good. But with Rob, not really, I, ha- I didn't have any doubt that it was going to be a really good film but i I, it exceeded my expectations and my expectations were high (laughs) um (laughs) because when we filmed it we really knew we were doing something special i mean we honestly felt like i think bill said it after we finished shooting uh on some press release i read he said uh oh you know this is rob's masterpiece so and we kept feeling that the whole time we were shooting, like this is, we're going to make Rob's masterpiece here, and and I think Rob really felt it too. So that you know to to see that and feel that that's what we did when I finally got to see the picture was a real a real triumph. Yeah, so it was great. I mean, it was a real probably one of the highlights of my uh, career, for want of a better word, was 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 this film and seeing it for the first time, and actually even more so the second time because Jeff and I snuck into. Uh, I was staying nice. with Jeff at that time. Jeff and I snuck in to see it in uh, in a theater in LA hmm. on Wednesday night, and uh, with been? just a regular audience. <laughs> it was great because it was good to see. Because you know, when you see it at a premiere, the audience is a mixture of you know Rob Zombie fans, but also you've got suits there, you've got yeah. you know all kinds of you've got people's girlfriends who hate horror films, and there's all <laughs> kinds of a mixed audience. So they, they, I mean, they really seem to enjoy it, which is great. But to see it with you know, with an audience of Rob Zombie fans, uh, 
is a whole different experience and just seeing how much they loved it and enjoyed it. I think that's been really the highlight for me. Did you just stand up at the end and terrify the whole cinema? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) 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 They turn around and they see, oh, fuck, Foxy's behind me. (laughs) But yeah, sorry, obviously the fans' reaction. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been amazing so far online. Is that exciting for you guys to kind of finally... Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because you just never know... You know, and the Rob Zombie fans are they're they're a tough, you know, tough crowd. Um, as you guys know, as you because you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and and obviously, I think it's pretty well known that there was uh, that Sid wasn't. I mean, I think this is pretty well known at this point that Sid wasn't going to be in it as much um, mm. for obvious uh, for reasons that you know have been explained, and. Yeah, I I wasn't sure how that was going to, how people were going to react to that and how it was all going to work. And and the reaction's been, you know, really incredible in terms of people understanding that and also people really enjoying and digging the film in and of itself as as the film that it is Um, and really getting the film too, which because you never know, like people seem to really get this film and and see it like I think you guys, when you talked in in your... um, uh, um review of the film a couple weeks ago uh that you know it's like just like a house of a thousand corpses is very different than devil's rejects you know this is also a very different film all three really stand Mm. alone in a unique way he's a really great filmmaker like he doesn't repeat himself he didn't want to make just another devil's rejects i mean if he did that he would have done that 12 years ago and taken the paycheck (laughs) i mean that's just not how he operates he wanted to make this film and this film is very different than devil's rejects just like it's very different than um house of a thousand corpses you know yeah uh, fans fans have really really understood that um and really and really dig uh really dug that so it's been it's just been great the reaction's been beyond what i what i could have wanted i'm really happy Yeah, that's awesome. Um, obviously, you just mentioned House for Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Um, obviously, what's interesting about this film, especially with your character, is um, obviously there's a lot of returning characters that we get to see. But your your character that you play, Foxy, is a brand new character. Um, yeah. How did you How did you find that compared to obviously working on other films and even other Rob movies where you're coming into an already established world and set of characters? How did you find that compared to something like you know Thirty One, where it's just a brand new thing? Um. I, I didn't I didn't find it um, unusually challenging in any way. I guess I just thought because because that world is is so well developed he's, in both of those films and and also in the script that I got for this film. You know, he's such a good writer and he's and he's created such a such a, a unique kind of world. It's very easy to 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 kind of get or slip into. That it that in a way it felt pretty seamless. It felt pretty easy as an actor. I mean, the writing was there. The way he had created Foxy, and I think it's genius. You know, he didn't make Foxy just a crazy kind of watered down mm. version of Captain Spaulding, or you know, Captain Spaulding Light, or you know, he he really created a whole unique character that almost supports the other two characters. Who and then he developed them in a kind of very unique way because Baby's, you know, so much more crazy now and. And Otis has changed, and they've changed over the time they've been in prison. And my character comes in, and he kind of support. And the the way he wrote it, the way he developed it, uh, in not a, in in a very brief time, he didn't have a lot of time to, mm. to kind of redevelop the script. To me, just sh- shows how how much of a genius he is as a filmmaker. 
so for me it was very much like coming in and also it was very easy in a way because sherry i'll obviously work with rob and i've worked with sherry and and i love sherry and she's just great to work with so um you know i knew that the support was there and the talent to make it work and i hadn't worked with bill but obviously you know how great an actor um and uh you know, he is a great actor. So the, the three of us, from day one, literally from the first shot scene we shot was uh, the motel scene. And, right, um, okay. And it just clicked. It was like, you know, so, it was so. a lot of improvisation and just, it just clicked. And I knew from that, at that point, I was, this is going to work. The other thing is I didn't have a lot of time to get nervous because I only <laughs> came on board about two weeks before shooting. And I, had, and I was shooting another movie at the time. Really? So uh, I literally went from Spain, where I was shooting feedback, which has been right. Okay, yeah. Reviewed, yep. right? yeah we so did, I was shooting yeah. that with Eddie in Spain. He's like a really close friend of mine. We were, we were shooting that. And then I jumped on a plane, went to London, had a day to change my underwear, and then flew to LA and did a costume fitting and was Amazing. shooting two days later. I had the weekend to prepare, basically. That's crazy. So... so... Obviously, yeah. so you completely joined the project late then. Um, you weren't yeah. originally penned for kind of a smaller role or anything like that. As the no. script changes happen, Foxy was born and, and you were brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's basically amazing. Rob, you know, as he shared, had to, you know, realize that he had to make some changes uh, regarding Sid. And mm-hmm. then he just came up with this brilliant idea and gave me a, gave me a call. And I said, yeah, yeah, man, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. I just got I mean, it was tricky because I was doing feedback, and feedback. Yeah. My last day on feedback officially was um, within a couple of days into the shoot for Three from Hell. So I said, "Well, Rob, I'm finishing officially." Then he goes, "Yeah, okay, we'll make that work." But <laughs> I hadn't told him that they actually legally had for a whole another week um, <laughs> in case it run uh, ran over, right. or, you know, as they as they tend to do if you have a bigger role in. A yeah. Um, and I went to the producers and the director and the, uh, the first AD on feedback. And I said, look, guys, you know, I really want to do this film. It's going to be this amazing mm. thing. And, and, and they were, and the director is a big Rob Zombie fan. He's like, yeah, no problem. We will get you out of here. And they <laughs> were amazing. so great. They, they did. I mean, there was no, there was no hassle at all. They were like, you will be done on that day. Do not worry. Mm. And so I got me out and boom. And also I was supposed to do, I was supposed to go straight into doing uh, rhythms with uh, Blake Lively, this like movie that um, is coming out now, I think in January. Right. And that was supposed to shoot in March. So I would have had to go straight to that, but she broke her hand uh, doing like a stunt and that got pushed to July. So it meant that uh, I was free. Otherwise, if those things hadn't (laughs) happened, no, no, I could have done three from hell. So it was a, Oh, the universe the yeah, provided, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I couldn't. Did. You couldn't imagine the film without Foxy. Now, no. you know, it's when when we watched it, we said that obviously it feels like he's in Devil's Rejects. It feels like if we were to watch that movie again, he'd be in there somewhere because he fits mm. so seamlessly in that world. And um, obviously, that relationship that you've developed with Rob, and then obviously worked with Sherry and now Bill really helped that. With with obviously Bill, um, have you guys? So you've, this is the first time you worked with him. You said and kind yeah. of started working with all, and then with Sherry, you had her in um, a little bit from Halloween too. 
Uh, we never actually worked together. We met. Um, no. I don't think there was no. She wasn't. She was working that night, filming stuff for that. But it was really on Thirty One that I had all those scenes, yeah, which are my favorite scenes. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. All that yeah. stuff with her at the end, I love. Oh man, we'll be talking about Thirty One. We <laughs> <laughs> that movie is a special movie for our podcast, definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, what what else do we want to talk about? Free from Hell. Obviously, it's hard because there's no. We don't want to talk spoilers yet. Um. Obviously, it gets a sort of wider release uh, in a couple of weeks. I believe it's the fifteenth yeah. of October. Um, yeah, it's coming out on Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Um. So everyone will finally be able to get this movie because I know we have a lot of fans that listen to the show that we talked about it and were a little bit jealous of us, you know. And they were like, <laughs> "We really want to see this movie that we've all been waiting on." But um, no. yeah. Obviously, um, you were touched upon Sid there. there. There was an interesting thing on um Wikipedia, and I wanted to put this to you because Wikipedia is such a weird thing where some things are really true and um and, <laughs> and you know informative. <laughs> yeah, and then some things are just completely made up. Um, but it says that you kind of got your first role uh, in Halloween too, based upon a recommendation from Sid Haig is that true yeah no I don't think I don't think so no I've been I've heard that rumor too <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Rob says the Rob's like, I auditioned for Halloween too and um because with Rob what he does is uh yeah I never believe everything on on Wikipedia yeah, yeah nor do I, we. <laughs> um, I think and also it's funny I read somewhere my net worth was something like three million pounds I was like <laughs> Jesus I wish <laughs> who comes up amazing. with that stuff so oh, i mean amazing, i'm like isn't it? <laughs> yeah i'm just yeah i'll pay my mortgage this month um <laughs> so uh, uh we'll, we'll i basically the net worth question we have for you then. <laughs> uh, yeah um through uh oh halloween too i auditioned for uh, what i do i i had to audition for it because rob typically he, he'll audition if he doesn't know. And what he'll do is he'll have the casting director put you on tape because he's not a big fan of sitting in on the, on, in on the audition. So right, you'll basically go in, meet the casting director, and you'll tape it. And I had to tape the shag and corpses scene from Halloween uh, <laughs> 2. So I went in, I did this crazy coroner or whatever he is, morgue attendant or whatever. And, uh, you know, I think I did some improvising. It was really, I mean, it's a great scene. So I had a lot yeah. of fun doing it. And then a week later, my agent called and said, yeah, uh, they want you to be in the film. So I was like, oh, fantastic. Because I know I knew his work and I knew his music. And, uh, and then after I got really excited, I thought, oh, jeez, he's going to be this crazy, insane guy. Right? I was like, it's just going to be such a difficult, mad director. Because, you know, his stage persona is yeah. so intense. And then I get to Atlanta where we're filming and, you know, he's chatting with me outside the trailer about vegan cheese. Because, like, I'm vegetarian. <laughs> Right. But I, I can't give up the cheese. I just don't dig <laughs> vegan cheese. But he's telling me how great it is because he's a vegan. And uh, I'm sitting there thinking, wait a second. This is Rob's. I'm talking about vegan cheese with Rob Zombie. That's I was amazing. This is not, and he's just sweet. It's just such a nice, down to earth, very professional, just a, you know, just a great guy. And that point, you know, I just loved him. And then we, we filmed that scene from Halloween 2, which is funny because actually, um, a little anecdote just stop me if I'm boring you but when we did that we shot the uh, we shot the scene with the cow and everything mm-hmm. and Rob Rob wasn't too keen on the cow it was like a prosthetic cow and kind of looked like shit but there's nothing <laughs> you could do because it was you know we had to get the, the, the scene done yeah and uh, I flew back to London and the, a couple of days later I got a call from my agent saying look you got to fly back because somebody put the film through 
the x-ray machine at the airport so they've got to reshoot the whole thing <laughs> no now, i've always thought really did it really go anyway <laughs> so i flew back and we reshot so we actually reshot that we shot that twice and i think <laughs> in a way because second time was just as good if not better than the first time because loads of you know improvisation that all kinds of crazy stuff in the truck and then and the cow rob was happy with it the second time there you go <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> Because yeah, obviously you've you've worked on kind of a crazy amount of projects over the years, you know, some of the largest yeah. productions in the world to the, the real indie projects and kind of do those projects feel very different to each other or when you're in front of a camera, does it all just click into place and feel very you know familiar and normal regardless of scale? I think what, feel, I mean, there's obviously the difference in terms of you can just tell on a big film. Mm. Yeah, there's so much more. Uh, money thrown into it so bigger crews you know you're usually staying in a nicer place it's just a lot more intense however i think it's more the tens you know if it's a huge film i'll typically be playing smaller roles so my job will be to come in so it's very different for me in a way uh you know if i'm coming in and doing you know batman begins or something you know i'm in there for you know, three or four scenes. Mm -hmm. And I and really what the director needs for me to do is come in and just be excellent if I can be doing that scene, playing that part, not causing him any headaches, just be very professional, boom, do do as good a job as I can, give him what he needs, if not more something even better than what he needs. Mm -hmm. um, if you know if it's a good one, good day. And um and 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 and, and you know that's a that's kind of in a way, what I think a good character actor does. So, you know, I might do that on a TV series too. They might have me in for a few episodes on a show. I'll fly, I'll fly in, go in. You know, the director, they really want you there to well because they were dealing with so many things. You know, director of a, of a film like Batman Begins, for example, Christopher Nolan. Was, yeah, I could only you know, imagine. He was dealing with so much stuff. <laughs> you know, he's got all these big names. Then you've got all their egos. You've got all going on. He doesn't need me coming and doing anything other than like a good you know like a great job so you know that experience is very is very different than say doing something like perfect skin where you're the lead of the film mm. you know so you're coming in and, and it's a real responsibility to carry the film so there's a, a much closer relationship in some ways with the director potentially because you might have to rewrite things and there's a you and in a way too when you're playing the lead i think it's very important that you you also take in mind that you have to uh, help really make the whole experience of making that film a good experience for everyone, you know, so you have to be very professional and kind of not be a pain in the ass. So, I, you know, I think there's a, it's a very different experience for me simply because the, the size of the role involved and the, therefore the kind of the the job that's asked of me is is different between you can be so much people. more intimate with it can't you as yeah. well obviously have that yeah. relationship with the director and... exactly and it's sort of easier to be honest with you it's a lot easier to go in cold mountain and uh, my bet and that was my first big film right and i and i had like one really great scene but i went in you know there was me killian murphy actually and uh and i remember watching jude law with anti I mean, I think it was the third film together, you know, and he's discussing all this. I thought it's actually, in a way, easier for him than it is for me coming in, not knowing at all, really, 
having only met him a few times and and you know having to adjust to all these things and have to than it is to be the lead in some ways it's almost easier to be a lead and do character actor work they have a different pressure because you know if the movie doesn't do well then no and blah blah but yeah anyway, I've, I've never thought i digress, that I digress yeah but you actually but yeah. you know you get getting a chance to warm up on a project must be you know super important yeah Obviously, we, we have to talk about 31 because it was such a yeah. huge moment for our podcast. And uh, it, was, it was where, obviously, you've been on so many um, different stuff at this point. But I, I still feel like that was the moment when we were like, OK, we're going to be a fan of this guy forever. Um, and obviously, you, you must have talked to this character <laughs> to death at this point. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you was, and you talked a little bit about this in Free From Hell, but when you first had that makeup on and you were talking into the camera, did you just get a sense that you were doing something that was gonna really resonate with people i mean like people have doomhead tattoos and people still quote it to this day like did you immediately get it in that moment like this is going to be something big no no (laughs) i mean i knew it was really well written like robert wrote like a a great open i mean i think all of doomhead dialogue is just genius like i i I didn't improvise hardly i don't think i improvised but one line (laughs) in the whole movie Whereas in uh, Free From Hell, we, we had a lot more fun. Foxy's a lot looser, so there's more improvisation. Mm. But, and Rob loves it. I mean, he, he'll But Doomhead was, he, Rob, it just, I mean, the writing was just unbelievable. I mean, that opening monologue is incredible. So I had about, that was one of the, it was about two weeks into the shoot. The, the day was scheduled to shoot that uh, scene and uh, that opening monologue. So I had just been driving around LA repeating it over and over so i just knew it so well and then we went in and uh rob's like i'm gonna do it like this and he had said to me look i really want just for the opening to be your face and i hold on it as long as i can and i thought well for me the success will be how long will it be before rob cuts right (laughs) when i when i see the film how long will it be so i just went in we did three takes straight through no didn't you know i obviously knew my lines well boom went into three times just so he had some you know so he had a choice of which one he wanted to use and then um and that was it we took about an hour and a half and i didn't i thought you know i thought it's great speech it'll be it'll be a cool moment but i never expected it to, to be like it was and then the whole character to take off like he did the first time that i started thinking oh maybe something special is happening Rob kept saying, oh, he's going to be iconic, man. You're going to just have <laughs> fans. You're going to have, I'm like, what, really? Was when I was with my boys uh, in on a holiday in New York. And we were actually up on one of the, I forget the one, the big, really high building. I'm, I put my on the really tall, whatever building that is. Christ Not Lord. the Empire State. No, Christ like Lord. the new one. This is <clears> like, there's one that they built recently. It's really, really. Anyway, okay. I'm up there. And I get this text from Rob saying, oh, yeah, you're Slash's new favorite icon. All right. <laughs> and I showed wow. it to my kid who's like a big Guns N' Roses fan. I'm like, yeah. I love <laughs> Slash. Is, Slash loves me. So then yeah. I, I started that. I thought, oh, wow, this character might be pretty, yeah. He might, he might be, uh, he might. this was before it came out. So I was like, because oh, Slash had seen it, yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean that's that's the yeah, that's of my big claim to fame, isn't it? Because yeah, <laughs> that's it. Honestly, that finally made me cool with my teenage. That's amazing. <laughs> slash, slash, dug my dug my character. <laughs> that's amazing. So, um, obviously, you play these terrifying characters better than anyone 
that we have seen on this show pretty much in 160 episodes you know doomhead is still pretty much the standout guy he is the benchmark for us um when did you discover you. that you could play like such terrifying characters you know do, do you scare yourself sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no it's even funny because i'm a really gentle person <laughs> <laughs> really do you just do you just like you know just completely let go when you're in front of that camera. I think, I think it's maybe it's some sort of form of therapy. I have no idea <laughs> because I'm honestly very, very chilled out. And I'm really like, and, um, and, and I think it's, I honestly, I, I think early on in my playing a lot of bad guys, I thought, oh, this, you know, obviously when you have a face like mine, it's very likely <laughs> that's going to be happening. You know, so I, and I was fascinated with sort of how to play that, and so I, I, I kind of realized if you're going to play characters who are dark, you have to be willing to really allow those thoughts because we all have those thoughts. I had an acting teacher that used to quote, forget which Greek philosopher or Roman philosopher is that um, nothing human is alien to a, to me. So like literally, no human thought, no matter how mm. how insane. It's not alien to us. We can all have those thoughts, but we mostly avoid them, pretend like we don't have them. Oh, I can't think, you know, I can't think those kind of thoughts. Yeah. So I just, you know, I realized that I had to not allow that to happen, that kind of censorship. So and that became just easier and easier from doing it so much and just to go in there. But I remember when I did Hannibal, I had to go eat a child um, at work. And then I would come home and I would like, because my kids were little then, I would come home and like read my kids' bedtime stories and then I'd go to work and I'd, I'd eat one. You know, so I thought, this must <laughs> that's, be... Uh, that's a contrast. This must, be my, this must be my form of catharsis, my therapy. Go to work, do weird <laughs> stuff, come home, be a nice guy. Amazing, amazing. I mean, obviously our show, we, you know, deep dive into horror every week um you know and speaking of iconic horror characters were you a fan of horror growing up is it something that yeah. you you know have always been involved in what what were some of your favorites you know growing up characters and movies i mean i loved uh i mean i was like when i was really about seven or something living <laughs> in america at the time there used to be i think it was seven or eight there used to be um I think it was kind of hammer stuff and, and and sort of subpar hammer stuff that would come on after the cartoons on a Saturday morning. So right. I forget what time. And I would always watch those and love them. But the problem was I couldn't sleep then, like at night, without my either my mother or my brother. I think my dad used to just give it to one of them to do, but would have <laughs> to lay with me until I fell asleep because my brother's about seven years old. So they would have to, and they couldn't work out why I wouldn't sleep. Like literally they would have to be in bed and I would lay with, they would lay with me until I fell asleep and that would happen. And then I would start to feel better by like Friday. And then again, it would start on, on Saturday night until eventually they went, it's those movies he's watching. So they, <laughs> they banned them. So, so that, so that, that young, I used to love all of that. And then when I finally, and then I kind of, it was late seventies. I saw um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm. and I was like, what? This is, just genius brilliant scared the hell out of me but um and that whole kind of that 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 era of real gritty almost real stuff like i spit on your grave all that great i mean just be really into that um 
And then I kind of like, I wasn't a big fan of things like Friday the 13th. I went to see all of those, that sort of mm-hmm. 80s stuff. I mean, I, I mean, I do love Wes Craven. I like the one on the, what's the one, Last House on the Left? Right, yeah. Something. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. really love that one. <clears throat> yeah, um, that's crazy. I do love Wes Craven, but, you know, and then, uh, and then I sort of got, to me, I just, yeah, and there was other one. Yeah, I just got back into it. I have to admit, I really scream when it came out, the first one. I was like, oh, shit. Um, you know, so that, so yeah, always I have been, but I, I have to admit, like, kind of Annabelle and all that stuff, not really. Mm. You know, that's yeah, well, we, we found that when, obviously, when we first started the podcast, we were wanting to find modern horror and didn't want to watch those movies and we're trying to find things more like a 31 and that sort of thing and it it's become more and more readily available to us as the podcast has grown and kind of mm. uh with more recent horror have you um do you get a chance to watch new things now or are you just so busy that you don't kind yeah, of you know the hardly. Jordan Peele and that sort of thing have you kind of oh I did see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um get out I thought I thought that was great and uh I do. I don't get to see as much as I wish. Um, and that's mostly just because not enough time. I mean, I'm always trying to catch up with them. Yeah. If you recommend anything, let me know. Oh, man. We've, we've got 160 episodes <laughs> you can listen to. You know, there's plenty <laughs> there. Back, I mean, there's I loads of stuff, like Fright Fest. I mean, they have great stuff, you know, at Fright yeah. Fest. Like, mm. I keep thinking, oh, i got to try and go see that. You know, yeah. Fest so. is great for that sort of stuff, to find, like, those new sort of hidden gems, really. Yeah. We've discovered so much stuff from that. Um, I mean, there's so I, many, isn't there? And it's great now that they're getting so much more. And you know, I know it's you know small releases, and there, but you know, thanks to all the streaming, uh, um, you know, th- things we have now, that we're finally getting a lot of movies that wouldn't have gotten seen. You know, small, small budget horror films that are finally getting seen at least, which is great, which is a really good thing. Yeah, for sure. I um, mean, you just mentioned Fright Fest, obviously. Have you have you been there just the once for thirty one? Yeah, because they had Perfect Skin was there. Uh, yeah, here I think you know. Yeah, and feedback. Fortunately, was... I was yeah. filming. Yeah, in both cases, I was away. I was filming uh, both times. I was out of town, so I couldn't go, which was a shame. I definitely wanted to go for the Perfect Skin uh, premiere because, um, you know, that was uh, filmed here, and there was you know a lot of the crew were going to be there, so. I was disappointed to miss that, but unfortunately, I was away. Um, but yeah, I've only been the once. Yeah, and even this year again, I thought with the feedback, I might try and pop down, but again, I couldn't. It was at a funny time though. Feedbacks was at like four in the afternoon or something. It was. It was an odd yeah, time, wasn't it? it we was, didn't get to see it screening. when we went. Um, yeah. So we obviously got to see it after the fact. But, um, but yeah, how does Fright Fest feel? Kind of going there. Obviously, you go to a, quite a few conventions and that sort of thing. Do you go to many others in the UK? Or um, you know, for us, kind of Fright Fest is our kind of date that we put in yeah. the calendar where we get to see all these movies and experience that and kind of you know feel that hype. Did did it feel you know special kind of for something in the UK? Yeah, I thought it was great the way it was the way it's organized. I mean, I went when they did thirty one. They had it down in West London, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. they have changed now. Yeah, I think they've moved. I think it's probably better now that it's in Central. It's more in Leicester Square area, right? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's Prince Charles. I would like Square. to go back. I mean, much you know. I think that I think it didn't help that it was kind of because I'm East London, so <laughs> to trip trips across <laughs> town, but. but I, and I feel like it, I'm, I'm glad when I when I read this to, to 
that's the square because I think it's a great festival, not just for the UK, but I think for yeah uh, the whole world really. I mean, in terms of a horror fest or a genre fest, is without a doubt very unique, and I think it's growing in stature and strength every year. I mean, it's something you know when we did thirty one, when it went there, it was a bit like Fright Fest. Oh yeah, what, what's that? Whereas now it's like oh we got into Fright Fest. You know, some of, I've heard people say, "Oh, we're trying to get into Fright Fest." I mean, that's a, you know, that's yeah. Well, that's really, that's that's, that's in two it years feels for us. You know? Yeah, that yeah. it feels like the couple, you know, the few years we've been going and getting excited about it. You know, it, it seems to be growing, and oh yeah, yeah. fingers and crossed we get to see you there sure. soon. Then we'll put in a word. Yeah, next, no, hopefully, next year. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm ashamed they didn't have three from hell, but I guess we, uh, just we tried. Too early. <laughs> it felt yeah, it felt so close. Probably, it felt so right. I know. I think it's just that it was too. It was like too early think it was now yeah. you know if it was you know if they'd released it a little bit yeah about a month or so early. i think it's probably mm. all it was sure that, yeah yeah um obviously you mentioned uh wes craven earlier and it was um interesting you did because we got asked a question a few weeks back kind of which film franchise would we want to bring back and who would be the star and um no surprise that we obviously picked you and it was one of our favorite franchises that we absolutely adore and once uh mike came up with this kind of answer i was like i can't unsee it now and so i have to put this to you because i just think that it's a match made in heaven richard brake as freddy krueger what are your thoughts you, and i just i just then i just diss it too i just this part of 13 didn't i Oh um, no, Freddy, you're all right. It's Freddy. We're safe. <laughs> oh, it's Freddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, We're that's safe. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kicks, yeah, he kicks Jason's ass. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew I did. I, I just um, actually, I really like Nightmare on Elm Street, especially the first one. Um, and I, I know, I know Robert England, so I get his permission. But yeah, I would, I would obviously, I'd be up for that. That's such a great, such a great character. I mean, it would depend on how how they how they, but they did it with um, Jack Earl Haley. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was that? I never saw that. Was that any good? He, I, I liked his casting, but the movie didn't turn out too yeah. great. Um, yeah, he was a great, he was a great fit for the role. It just he's a great actor. I would have thought. Yeah, I would. Yeah, he did a great know, job. It just the, the the movie didn't quite pan out, and it's it's kind of been stuck ever since that's why we, we need you to bring it back yeah, <laughs> yeah let's keep let's get an online petition going we're doing it we're doing it every <laughs> yeah. week every week we're bringing it up <laughs> i'm trying to work out who owns it now new line yeah. of is it? I can't yeah there's been a couple of things stuff. recently it's uh, these sorts of things are always a mess aren't they i guess kind of yeah. you know for you as a you know you're, you're making these movies and sometimes with distribution and things like that and they're not coming out is do you get frustrated by that? Is it something that you have to just take a step away from? And yeah, you, I think you, you just have to let work it be and, as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, you know, like when Mandy, mm. uh, you know, Mandy went to Sundance, got these incredible, Nicolas Cage is in it. So I, I you know, I realized quite a lot of films, but it's still Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Incredible reviews. Like the best thing Nicolas Cage has been in since, you know, whatever, uh, that one, um, that David Lynch film, you know what I mean? Just like all these wild at heart. And uh, yet barely got a release. You know, when mm. it finally got released, got some small cinema release, you know. And I know it's a unique kind of film. It's not going to appeal to everybody, but I thought that can't get a little bit bigger release. You know, I'm like, wow, it's tough. Um, so, you know, with like Three From Hell, I would have liked, would have been great if it had a, 
you know, like a big release in the States, at least a week, some, you know, in a thousand cinemas or whatever. But the fact of the matter is, you know, in three or four days, they can make back almost their budget. You know, it's just like easy to do it this way. Now. The, the whole market, the whole way they distribute now is changing. And it's not something that anyone can control. They just, the producers know they don't have to put 20 million into advertising because mm. they can just release it for a handful of days or in 12 cinemas mm -hmm. for a week and, and then get it onto the streaming and sell it around the world. And they've got their money back. So and nothing I yeah. can do about that, sadly. <laughs> I just have to go with the right. I'm just, but in a way, I'm just glad things are getting released. Because I mean, yeah. in, there was a day back when I was a young actor you do a movie and you didn't even know it was seen, you know, mm -hmm. small indie. I mean, movies we did like, you know, the Richard Stanley films, I wasn't in those, but, you know, back in that era, you know, in the 90s, you didn't know if your film was going to get seen. You know, Death Machine, you know, luckily it got released, but, you know, because I had Brad Dorif, but... <laughs> Have you ever yeah, seen I, that film? <clears throat> I guess, um, sorry, what film is that? Brad, a Death Machine is my first Don't... film. Really? Yeah, I don't you gotta think we check have it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm adding it Brad to the list right now. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Dorf. Not not quite a hard. It's sort of like a bit alien. It's a, right, like, okay. a bit more in that world. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, we love some Brad, Brad Dorf. Dorf. We've, yeah, yeah, we've been champion yeah. Chucky over the years as well yeah. on the podcast. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, obviously um the, the main sort of big project was thirty one and obviously it's got the, the US premiere and obviously fans around the world will get to see it very soon. But um, obviously, what are the kind of other upcoming projects? What can you talk about? Obviously, I know a lot of these things you can't talk about, but you're a very busy man. What are the sort of major things upcoming that we can look forward to seeing you in? Um, well, I still want to champion Perfect Skin. Brandy, yeah. I know you guys were great with Shade. Um, you know, I've appreciated all of your uh, support over the last couple of years. And, and when you guys uh, championed Perfect Skin, I was you know very grateful for that. Because you know that's yeah, an amazing. example of a film that, you know, it's small. It's got no names in it. It's very like indie British, you know, handful of locations, and so tough to get people to see it. But I'm glad that it got some release. You know, it was on it's on streaming. You can pick a DVD up if you're old school. But <laughs> it's really hard to get people to see it because you know. It, other than word of mouth and, and whatnot, because they don't have a big advertising budget. And I'm, you know, I'm just there. So, you know, that film, I still, anyone who's listening and hasn't seen it, you know, please check it out. Because that turned out, you know, when I made that, I had no idea how it would be, because it was a difficult and complex kind of character that, you know, I wasn't sure how he was going to come across and whether it was all going to work. I mean, that was one film where I, I knew Kevin was a good director, I knew the script was good. I knew that Natalia is a great actress, but I wasn't sure how it was all going to, you know, happen. And was so happy when I finally saw it that, that it really worked, and it's kind of unique and different, not what you expect. But um, so that one I still champion. You know, anyone who hasn't seen it, please go see it. But otherwise, what have I got coming? I mean, I got rhythm section, like I said, that's coming out in January, and. Um, God, loads of stuff. Like, I pop up all the time. I mean, <laughs> you're, a lot of things in hard Stuff's like, you know, I've gone and done a couple of episodes of a show called Brave New World. It's um, an adaptation of the novel that's coming out sometime next year. I played Demi Moore's uh, ex-husband. So that was quite fun. <laughs> She's an 80, 80s icon. Yeah. I got, to, I got to be her alcoholic ex-husband. Um, 
and then loads. I, you know, Eddie Marzen went to school together, and he he termed the phrase pop-up actors. So he calls us pop. We call ourselves pop-up actors because we kind of like pop up and and in my case, usually do something really bad. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, so uh, there are quite a few things that I'm going to pop up uh, in uh, over the next. I played a serial killer in a series called Sanctuary that's coming out sometime. Already um, sold on that, then. Yeah, no, it was great. <laughs> it's like a weird Swedish thing that should be coming out hopefully. I'm just trying oh. to think if there's any horror films. I think feedback was it was feedback straight into three from hell. Um, I think that might be it for the coming in terms of horror stuff. Oh, we well, um, need to come back soon. Interest your listeners. Yeah, I know. Something's got, <laughs> I mean, I do get offered things from time to time, but you know, it's not, I don't just want to, I don't want to do any other thing. Yeah, so definitely. there's a lot of stuff that I just, you know, it's not really, not, I just don't think you know, I want to do basically. So I don't do, but you know, if something good comes along, I'm definitely game for it. And obviously, uh, Three from Hell is very soon going to be readily available yeah, for anyone. I'm really, ex- I'm really glad that it's coming out finally here. Uh, I just I wish, you know, we, and again, any listeners, I mean, you got to start emailing your local. I don't know what they have all over. I know down um, Prince Charles and just keep hassling them to, to try and get oh, it for Prince a week. Because I know Prince Charles, I'm sure they did the thir- 31 for a small run. I think it was like a, a week or or not even, but I know they had it running there for a bit. And somebody told me there was a cinema in Birmingham that had it for thirty-one. So there's cinemas around that do these, you know, these these alternative films. And so hopefully, someone's going to some of them are going to pick up free from hell because it's much better to see it in in a theater. I think I know you guys, you know, you've seen it. What did you watch it oh, on? Yeah. Anyway? Did you watch it on? Um, did you get to put it into like a dig of your DVD or? Yeah, yeah, yeah they, we we had a DVD screener that was sent, which was amazing to kind of. That's cool. So you check could put it, it into way. like a TV. You could watch it on. Yeah, like, so you we got to like watch a... it on your laptop or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it always some link that you have to watch on a laptop. Yeah, it's always a it always a concern with screeners, but yeah, no, this was a fantastic version that we can watch as best Good. as we possibly could on the. Because I was worried they yeah. would it would be like a watch. Yeah, no, that was amazing yeah. on your MacBook, <laughs> yeah, on your iPad. Like, yeah. Uh, Yes, yeah, so obviously now we're just a few days away from uh, UK fans being able to see this for the first time. So do you have a message for the UK fans? Um, I think, well, I obviously hope they really enjoy it as much as I enjoyed making it. And, um, you know, I, I, I love the uh, Rob Zombie UK fans are the, are the greatest. They're fucking mental. Because I met a lot <laughs> of them at conventions. And um, I think they are going to really dig it. I think most of all, yeah. what they're going to get is that it's unexpected. I think it's really like it's not what you expect, which I think, you know, I, I honestly think it's a great film of it, uh, uh, in and of itself. I mean, I, I, I think it crosses all kinds of different genres. You know, the relationships are unique. And I think it's a film that people are going to watch more than once, which is what I love, because the more you watch it, the more you get out of it. I think that's what Rob intended, and I'm really getting that feeling from my own experience of seeing it twice going, oh, shit, I love the little relationships, and kind of the relationship between Jeff's character and uh, Jeff says hi, by the way. Oh, awesome. And, uh, <laughs> we say hi, Jeff's character he was incredible and, in the movie. Uh, yeah, wasn't he? He was so great. Um, he's a really great actor. 
and um, Kevin Jackson's character because they're brother and you know brother-in-laws and 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 I love you know there was several scenes that were cut out actually with them um, right. that would have developed that but Rob didn't need them because you could feel their relationship just from from watching them yeah, you, can, you know seeing yeah. where they walk in a couple scenes where they're together so um, you know I loved it about the film is it, it you know it's so many layers to it there's so much to to take in that uh, yeah, as I said I, I'm. I'm incredibly proud of the film, and uh, I really feel. I was telling Rob, I think it's my best performance. It's not as you know showy as Doomhead. It's not, mm. you know, it's not perfect skin in terms of some of the complexity that that character may have had. But I think overall, I, I, I'm calling it my, so far. I, I said to Rob, I think that's my best performance. So I'm really looking forward to everybody in my home country finally getting to see it. Sorry, we've, you've had to wait, but. So only a couple more weeks. It's worth the wait. And maybe by yeah. the time this airs, it'll be tomorrow. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. People are going to love this movie. Like, take our word yeah. for it. They're going to have a blast when they Thanks watch so. it. Um, so. But yeah, I thank you so, so much for, for Thank you, guys. It was uh, great to finally Yeah, thank you so much for all the, your support over the last couple of years. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's not oh, a problem. We have the easy job. We just yeah, get to talk about all these awesome the movies. movies. <laughs> Um, and yeah, long may they continue. Yeah, we'd love to have you on anytime you have great. any movie to talk about. It's, it's absolutely great, fantastic. Um, but yeah, this was this was this was great to finally talk to you. And yeah, Free from Hell coming yeah. very soon. Go check it out. Could I start the